Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 70 is entitled, A Call to Christians. As I have said repeatedly in these podcasts, there is only one law of liberty, and that law of liberty is the Ten Commandments. Linda, would you list the Ten Commandments? 1. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. 2. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. 3. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. 4. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 5. Honor thy father and thy mother. 6. Thou shalt not kill. 7. Thou shalt not commit adultery. 8. Thou shalt not steal. 9. Thou shalt not bear false witness. 10. Thou shalt not covet. Regarding the first five commandments, the most Christians can do is to live the law themselves and choose their leaders among those who, regardless of religious preferences, whether theists or atheists, are wise who respect freedom of religion, who respect the family, who are people of integrity, and who protect our right to worship God as we please. Because the political climate today, even in high positions, is against Christianity, we must put people in high office who, regardless of personal flaws, will uphold our laws, respect Christianity, be truthful and honest, and strictly adhere to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. What we must understand is that the conflict over religion is not about separation of church and state. In fact, it is not about religion at all. It is about separation of Christianity from state, because Christianity stands in the way of the New World Order. Our democratic republic is founded on the Ten Commandments and the principles of Christianity. The Declaration of Independence says, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. In other words, God created us equal, not government. They want to destroy that doctrine and have government create us as equal. Christianity is the only threat the left has that it cannot overcome. Atheism is a religion, and so is science, and so is political correctness, and so is socialism and Marxism and communism. They just worship different gods. Karl Marx, Charles Darwin, Isaac Newton, socialism, one world order, environment, science, atheism, etc. No other religion in America is strong enough to block the agenda of the left. The last five commandments of the Ten Commandments form the foundation of our laws. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. If we held those laws up as standards for those who hold political office, then our nation would turn around. Any political officer caught lying, stealing, getting rich off taxpayers, using taxes to bribe people for votes, selling entitlements to special interest groups, withholding information, taking advantage of insider trading, twisting facts, and any other misuse of tax dollars or power of office should be cause for dismissal from office as well as possible criminal charges. The most Christians can do besides living the law of liberty themselves is to place people in office who will uphold our Constitution as originally written, defend our Bill of Rights, enforce our laws, honor the intent of our Declaration of Independence, and maintain a balance of power, showing no respect of persons, and showing honesty, integrity, fairness, and honor in all of their actions while in public office. 
In addition, I encourage good people to seek office on every level of government, to take interest in community, city, and state affairs, and become involved in government. There are some today who seek office for the express purpose of getting rich, increasing in power, destroying our republic, advancing their personal agenda at the expense of taxpayers, or creating chaos, disrupting our tranquility, changing our laws, trampling on our constitution, and changing our Bill of Rights. Compromise for Christians is not an option if we wish to remain free. We must ask ourselves what is behind closing our oil pipelines, opening our borders to anyone, not allowing ships to unload their cargo, blocking voter ID, selling entitlements for votes, promoting racism, defunding police, destroying small business, encouraging riots, promoting division, promoting hatred, promoting the idea that white people are all racist, distorting history, destroying statues, taking away freedom of the press, freedom of speech, and the right to bear arms, rewriting the Constitution, purposefully creating inflation, giving trillions of dollars of taxpayer money to advance personal agendas, hiding their real purpose in thousands of pages of obscure laws, misrepresenting bills, impeaching a president on false pretenses to disrupt the democratic process, making false accusations against conservatives who are appointed to the Supreme Court, spreading hate and lies and dissension, using the Justice Department, the IRS, and other government agencies to punish those of opposing views, bribing people not to work, insisting on wages businesses cannot afford, turning us away from fossil fuels without any reasonable alternative, redistributing wealth, and creating a debt that cannot be paid off. Regardless of the rhetoric, the answer lies in the consequences. Collectively, they lead to the destruction of our democratic form of government so that it can be replaced with socialism and big government. Let the Christian voice be heard wherever decisions are made affecting our religious freedom. Rather than complaining against Washington, Christians must get out and vote as well as nominate candidates who best reflect their values. The name Christian doesn't qualify anyone for office. No religion qualifies anyone for office. The devil poses as an angel of light. I do not expect perfection in anyone. I deplore the witch hunts that dig up salacious dirt on opposing candidates. I deplore the stone-throwing contest. Past indiscretions are not the public's business unless they seriously and directly reflect on present integrity of one seeking office. Charity and common sense and human decency and restraint must be used. Elections today have become tabloid tyranny. Slander rather than ideas determines elections. Some things, of course, are relevant and should be brought to light, but the past peccadilloes of a candidate should not be paraded before a leering public to advance the ambitions of another. I call upon Christians everywhere, regardless of denomination, to stand up and be counted and require political leaders to be men and women of integrity. We are all imperfect, therefore we cannot expect perfection of our leaders. However, we can expect honesty and integrity. Lying deliberately to voters is a form of treason. Political leaders who promise us one thing while campaigning but bargaining away our liberty behind closed doors when in office are stealing our votes under false pretenses. So are those who sell out our liberty for political gain and financial reward, or who use our taxes to bribe for votes. We have freedom of religion. Therefore, as a nation, we must decide which of the Ten Commandments must be enforced by law 
and which must be entirely left to the conscience of the individual. Our forefathers actually made that decision for us. We only must study our laws to get the answer. Our laws forbid us to kill, to steal, to lie, etc., but say nothing about which God we should worship. Though even rules of the Sabbath day were once upon a time part of our legal system, we generally leave the first five commandments to the individual. Today, even the last five laws are being eroded away and replaced with the shifting sands of political correctness. Lying has become standard procedure, even with the press. As Christians, however, we have the right to vote our own conscience, and we have the perfect right to vote into office those whose principles are compatible with our own and friendly to our own views. Not just those with the same political ideology, but those with the same religious ideology as well. We need to realize that those who want to remove Christianity from our nation are placing in power those who will vote against freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion. They also place in office, including judges of the Supreme Court, those who promote their own ideologies, particularly those causes that are in opposition to the Ten Commandments. They no longer protect the Constitution. They rewrite the Constitution in support of their values. If we do not meet destructive political movements with equal and opposite force, we will lose our freedom and we will lose our ability to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. Consider, for example, the issue of abortion. Oh, the subtlety of language that an unborn child can be called medical tissue and thus aborted. Consider also that some in high office are pushing for third-term abortions, partial birth abortions, and now even the murder of a newborn infant. Thou shalt not kill does not refer merely to a backstreet stabbing or a crime of passion or revenge killing or a robbery gone wrong. Murder can be institutionalized and performed without conscience in the sterilized environment of a hospital bed, which should be a house of healing. We must honor the sanctity of human life or democracy means nothing. How strange that we perform millions of abortions but protect the life of a serial killer. We should bring back the death penalty for cold-blooded killers and abolish the death penalty for the innocent and unborn. Also consider the issue of prayer, the Bible, the cross, Christmas celebrations, etc., and how these are being systematically removed from government, all in the name of separation of church and state. There is a movement to remove in God we trust from everything. If we do not trust in God, in whom do we trust? Acrimonious politicians who are filled with malice, rancor, bitterness, enmity, and hostility? I do not care what religion one has who holds office. I care about their integrity. The last five commandments are part of every religion, every culture, every safe society. Morality is not religion-specific. Virtue is humanity-specific. One does not have to believe in God to be virtuous, but one must respect others' belief in God to maintain a democratic republic. No religion or organization or group has a corner on virtue. However, no republic can stand that does not strictly adhere to the last five laws of liberty. We must stand for the following. All persons are created equal, the born and the unborn. All persons have the right to life, the born and the unborn. All persons have the right to liberty the born and the unborn. All persons have the right to the pursuit of happiness, the born and the unborn. The Ten Commandments are called the law of liberty because they protect life, they protect liberty, 
They protect and preserve the family. They protect children. They protect the unborn. They hold men and women to their covenants of marriage. They protect property. They protect us from the greed of others. They protect us from the lies and deceit of others. If we wish to have liberty, we must live the law of liberty. The more we move away from the Ten Commandments, the more we move toward misery and captivity. The more we move toward obeying the laws of the Ten Commandments, the greater our freedom and liberty. They are the foundation upon which this nation was built. If we destroy the foundation, our nation will fall. What will hold it up? Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.